was your day today? It was okay. How was yours? It was okay. Oh, I had a Montauk cookie. What? Oh, I was like mm. a Montauk cookie, like a like a like a Operation Montauk, or <laughs> <laughs> with a side of time and space monsters. It's Tim. Look but- at those. Headphones. Happy birthday. Are you recording? Don't record yet. I'm back to recording. Dang nabbit. Because this is our warm up. Sometimes I have stuff I want to tell y'all that I don't want to be recorded. Okay, well here, hang on. I can pause. Okay. Well that was very interesting. Thank you for sharing. That's messed up. Oh my god! I Listeners, to... it was not that interesting. It was the most boring piece of information Excuse I've ever heard in my life. You? No, I just don't want them to feel like you know they missed out on something. FOMO is a real thing. They're always missing out on something. I'm cutting it out constantly. They're uh, always missing out on something. It actually was really juicy. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are we here to talk about tonight? Well, first, let's introduce ourselves for this podcast. Yeah, my name's Tim. I'm Monica. I'm Jennifer. Welcome. And this is the Spooky Chat podcast. <laughs> Skull. Should we have a script? <laughs> Should we have a script? Never. We never need a script because it we do. I mean, like we this. have an outline, but this is what makes us charming, right? Okay. We're fly by the seat yeah. of our pants. Yeah. Literally. A few weeks ago, as everyone knows, it was my birthday and I signed up for free shit. And one of the places where I love to sign up for free shit, movie theaters. I get free popcorn from several places. I get a free movie ticket from several places. And this year I moved, I used my movie ticket on, uh, the new Chucky movie. I used it on, uh, the new Annabelle movie. And then I had a free ticket and I had to use it in a hurry because it was going to expire. And so I bought my ticket a week early and I went to midsummer. So that was my last ticket. I went by myself and boy, it took me about a week to decide if I liked the movie or not. It was that kind of movie. (laughs) It took me a week to decide. I couldn't decide. Uh, I loved it immediately. I'm not even kidding. I loved it while I was watching it. But I, I I got from that movie everything that I wanted from it. I love cult movies. And, yeah. Uh, that's is that what it is? Spoiler alert. Cult. It's a cult uh, movie. Yeah, oh, should we? Yeah. If you haven't seen Midsummer yet, don't listen. I wish I couldn't listen. I don't want to talk about it and I don't want to hear about it and I hate it all. <laughs> You're about to hear about this. But honey. here I am. Yeah. So, uh, I've been waiting to tell this to Monica because I know Monica hates these kind of movies and it is right in her wheelhouse of things I absolutely detest, deplore, and hate. And I knew it was going to be something that my husband may not have liked. He liked Heredity, Hereditary when we went how to see it. Like, he how liked, do you like that movie? He was like, it's pretty cool. Like, you know him, but there's certain things that he doesn't like. And I kind of knew that those things were going to be in this movie. And so I went by myself to see it. Like, he does not like any kind of, he doesn't like scary, sexy stuff. Because usually in a horror film, it's not, it's not sexy. It's, it's like a, it's like an assault. And so he does not like that kind of thing in movies. I don't like um, messed up deaths. This movie is full of messed up deaths. (laughs) 
it's nothing but messed up deaths. So let's just jump right in to the first five minutes. It's a messed up death. Here buckle, we go. Buckle, <laughs> buckle up. up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I was li- I've been editing. So right now it is uh we are in late summer. We are almost about to hit September. School has started. This will probably not come out till midwinter. So happy midwinter. Happy uh, Yuletide. Happy solstice. Oh, it's going to be after Thanksgiving. Let me tell you that right yeah. now. Hope your Thanksgiving was good. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it might be 2020 before this one comes out. <laughs> so, 2020. Well, six months and six months. So... <laughs> It just, it just takes me so long. I apologize. Uh, it's because you know how I am. You know how I am. I like yeah. hold on to stuff and I'll like make sure it's just how, it's just how I am. I went to see this by myself and I did not take anybody. It was just me. And I went to the draft house as I, as I do because I enjoy watching a movie and not having any, uh, kids are not allowed at certain showings. Also in the movie theater, you have to be quiet if you are too loud. Someone can pull a card and have you escorted out of the movie theater. So we're getting one here. <gasps> You're getting a draft house in LA. That's they have I one heard. in New York. I think this movie premiered yeah. the one in New York. Wow. It reminds I miss me. It. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I miss it. I just miss it. The food. You know, the food, it depends on the draft house. It could be hit or miss. Yeah, it depends yeah, on who's making true. it. But you know what's always good? The beer and the movies. I like the pickles, the fried pickles. I- I usually go for the, um, oh, wow. I can't even remember the name of my drink. <laughs> Bees the knees? Beer, the ginger beer, the vodka. It's ginger beer, vodka. Oh, my gosh. Dark and the, Mos- the Moscow Mule. Mule. Yeah. Oh, Moscow Mule. Mule. Okay. Yeah, my bad. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that's so tasty. Yeah. I-, I used to get, they used to have a raspberry beer and a molten chocolate cake, and that would be what I get every single time. But they've changed up the menu, so now I try different things. And my drink ended up going to somebody else, so somebody else got my drink. But that was okay. I didn't have to pay for it, so. But I was so um, annoyed. Chris likes the $5 milkshake. Uh-huh. But we haven't been there in a while. And then when I went to see Star Wars, uh, The Force Awakens, they forgot to bring me my food. And by the time they remembered, the movie was halfway over. And I was like, it was at a really intense part. And the person was like trying to talk to me. And I was like, it's fine. Just take it off my ticket. I don't care. It's fine. Like, I don't I don't want it. Leave me alone. Like, I'm watching the movie. It was just like the worst moment to tell me that, oh, we forgot your food. I'm so sorry. Sometimes what? I feel like they're purposely loud at the, like, the wrong time. <laughs> like, like, the movie is so good. And then they come up to you and they're like, do you want more water? <laughs> Sorry, I really yelled in the microphone. <laughs> we needed it though. I one time they forgot my husband's popcorn and they gave him a little popcorn ticket. Like, no, they forgot his food and it came out like really late. And it was like he was like, I'm gonna have to scarf this down. So they gave him a little free popcorn ticket. Aww. But one time, oh man, the popcorn so they do like a special menu for each new movie coming out and they had, I love those it's so good they had this special spicy popcorn when black panther came out oh my yep. god the lady next to me got it that? what did i not tell you this no that that the, the yeah you did new, yeah he put he put that menu together i don't think i said that right he put that menu together <laughs> i said poop he pooted it together. Oh my, it was yeah, so he, tasty. He put it together, he presented it to them, and yeah. They, it was amazing. Wanted, he, he was only going to do it for this this one event, and then they asked if they could use it for all of 
the show. Yeah, you you did tell us that. Uh, Well, the lady next to me got it, and I was so full. But the way that popcorn smelled, I was like, I got to get this popcorn. And so I got another one. I got, like, I got one. And, like, I had... So it was spicy? It was like, it was like a savory spicy. And so both of us Mm -hmm. were dressed, like, in Black Panther. Like, we had both dressed in kente cloth. And so, like, the people at the draft house thought we were together, but we were not. And they asked which ticket. And I was like, this is my popcorn. But then I looked over and I was like, oh. I mean, there she ticket. wants to pay for it. She can pay for it. Well, it looked like we were together because there was one seat next to me. And then she came to sit in that seat. And we were both dressed very similarly. Like, I had bought an mm. outfit to go see Black Panther. And then I couldn't lose weight for that outfit. So I wore a different outfit that had um, kente cloth. So nice. I had been planning to wear that outfit to see Black Panther for six months. So... <laughs> I did not plan yeah. an out. Okay, back to midsummer. I did not plan an outfit. Yeah, we're for gonna this say movie. that's not spooky, and we're on a tangent. I I did not plan to. I did, I just went to see this by myself, and I was just feeling. I just wanted to see. I wanted to use my ticket. It was almost time. I've been waiting for this movie. So right off the bat, it starts off, and it's like a montage of pictures, and it's the main characters room like it's her apartment the main character is danny and she is played by florence is it pew is that how you say her last name p-u-g-h never looked it up i think so i think it's it's florence pew and she's been in like a lot of stuff like she's gonna be in a lot of stuff lately um so i'm excited to see her she's in um what is that movie hang on let me look it up i'm tapping it's me tapping she's gonna be in black widow Okay, with Elizabeth Olsen, is that is she going to be in that, or is she already someone Scarlet Witch or something? I wasn't paying attention to that conversation you guys had. I just figured out Elizabeth Olsen is Mary Kate and Ashley's sister. I just figured that shit I'm out, sorry. and it—I mean, I didn't know either, so I can't even—I can't even, Monica. I'm sorry. And then, uh, so she's Danny. She's the main character. Her boyfriend is played by Jack Rayner, and he's been in is stuff. He, is he cute? Yes, yes. And he does, girl, he does full frontal in this movie. Look, I don't want to tell you who he looks like, but I want to tell you. He looks like a he looks like. Who? You know what? There were certain scenes that Where I Where he looked like But we'll share a story with us uh, someday. <laughs> He's been in Transformers. So, no, he does. You don't You don't That's have so to cut funny. that. But, but I, I will tell you that, uh, I'm sorry, he looked like Chris Pratt. Like, I saw Chris Pratt. The entire time. A little bit. A little bit. Um, he was in Detroit along with Will Poulter. He was in it I too. I that name. And Will, Will Poulter is that guy. He's in a bunch of stuff. He's in Bandersnatch. Bandersnatch. Which one is the, the Dark that. Mirror? I don't know. Crash Bandersnatch. Oh, yeah. Bandersnatch. Yeah, I can't remember. That's yeah, that's somewhere. it. Bandersnatch. <laughs> <laughs> so he was in Detroit with... Okay, so Christian... Danny is the main character. Christian is her boyfriend. He has three friends. Josh, William Jackson Harper, who is from The Good Place. And then... He is from The Good Place. Yes. I like him. Yes. And Who's then... In that movie? Yes. And then Mark... You should watch it. It's so good. Absolutely not. Don't watch it. And then Mark, who's Will Poulter... And then he has another friend who's from Sweden, Pe- uh, Pele. Is that how, how he pronounces it? Pele? P-E-L-E? Or is it Pell? Um, Wilhelm Blomgren. 
And he's an up and coming actor. He hasn't been in a lot of stuff, but he's one of those he people. Good, oh no, he was fantastic. I absolutely. Yeah he, he, yeah, he was easy to uh like he was very relatable. Well, you know, like, I wanted to I hate him. You put it. I wanted to hate him, but I did it. Like in the beginning, right? I wanted like, to hate him in the beginning because he was so like, yeah. Go ahead. I'm not even gonna steal it, but just yeah, he was he very was... calculated, but very. Com- like you could trust you felt like you could trust yes, every word he, that came out of his mouth yes it looked like he still had empathy it felt like he was yeah. still very much a human like he felt very yeah. like like he genuine that's it genuine yes. yes genuine yes okay so the movie starts off look she's not even listening you need to listen nope. so that we can scare you i'm listening you're not donald's isn't even paying us for this hey don't say that are you listening you're not listening you aren't look you're over there eating fries being very casual hitting they don't put my business out there (laughs) (laughs) tell chris to take those fries away you know mcdonald's fries suck when they're cold well in 22 minutes mine will be arriving so okay well then let me hurry up danny and christian are in a relationship danny's sister is always giving like cryptic messages and going like off the deep end to the point where christian's just like don't even listen to your sister she's crazy why are you listening to her and so danny gets a message from her sister her sister's like it's something like uh okay i'm done here and i'm taking mom and dad with me it's something like that and so she calls and she's like boop 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 and she keeps trying to call mom and dad even though it, I get the sense that she's on the other side of the country or maybe the other side of the state. She can't get there in a hurry. And yeah, so, yeah. like, it's kind of cold where her parents are. And it's not, it's cold where she is, but it's not, I don't think it's snowing where she is. And so she keeps calling everybody. She keeps messaging her sister. She keeps trying to get in touch with people. Nobody's getting back to her. So she calls Christian. Christian and his friends, Josh, Mark, and Pele are out and about at like a bar or like a, it reminded me of like a bowling alley, like that section where you get beer and nachos at a bowling alley. Oh, it reminds me. Bar. <laughs> it is. It's, it's the cover. Blanco County bar. That's for sure. And, no and, shame. I love them. Well, it's just it's just a down home place. Christian's like, yeah. I'm a I'm gonna get rid of Danny any minute. Her sister's crazy. Wait, let me take this call. Hey, babe. Oh yeah, you know your sister's crazy. Man, I don't even know why you give her your time. Oh, you know I'm here for you. And then like he hangs up and he's just like, Man, she's crazy. She's always calling me. I gotta get rid of her. Da 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 and and uh his boy, of course, Mark, who's Will Poulter, he's like, You need to get rid of her in a hurry. Look at this waitress. You could be tapping that ass. And, and he looked at her. And yeah, he looked at her. Yeah, he and, she, it. and she looked back. So it was like they were totally interested in each other. Like it's, it was obviously a conversation that they've had many times. Yes, it wasn't the first time he's brought it up. Yes, he's it ready wasn't to get rid time. of this girl, and they're ready for him to get rid of her. Yes, he just won't, and that's yes. where we're at. Yes. Yeah. So it sounds like whatever happens to him later is fully deserved. Okay, so let me go back to I, I skipped this part. When the story starts, you go through Danny's room and you see all of these beautiful pictures. And so this is one of the things that I looked up. It was, and you see Danny's apartment for a, a couple of times, um, just in the beginning. And one of the articles had some information 
Um, it was, sorry, let me go down. Let me find the article and let me make sure that it is actually this one. Can you hear me eating my fries? Kind of. What? Okay, this is by, uh, I think this is from The Thrillist. The Real Places, People, and Art That Inspired the Horrifying Village in Midsummer by Esther Zuckerman. And she talks about how the photos in Danny's apartment are by an artist named John Bauer. And John Bauer did a lot of like Swedish fairy tales. And one of the pictures that is hanging in uh, Danny's apartment is of a girl in a crown kissing a bear. And it translates to the name of the portrait. The name of the picture translates to poor little bear. And so all of the artwork in this movie, it foreshadows. So honestly, you know the end of the movie before the end of the movie comes. And you're like, nah, they ain't going to do that. They ain't going to do that. But um, a little they bit. They did everything. They did everything. Um, Is a tid- there a bear? They yep. did everything, Monica. So the, a little what tidbit. What are the other pictures? Hey, oh, I'm going to get there. Oh, I'm going to get there. there. So um, okay. a little tidbit about John Bauer. I got this just real quick off the Wikipedia. He and his family died in a boating accident. Their boat toppled over. They had loaded it too uh, heavy. And instead of the cargo going all in the hold, they had put it everywhere on the ship. And the ship ended up flipping over. And newspapers at the time said that some of the mythical creatures that he had painted came to get him. Like, oh, you know, shit. it was like, woo, just, you know, kind of crazy. So Danny's frantic. She's taking some medicine to kind of calm her down. In the meantime, she's calling her friend. Christian and his friends are all like, yeah, you're going to dump Danny. Yeah, you better dump her before we go to Sweden. And so you can tell right then they're already planning to go. They have not told Danny. Because Christian plans on breaking up with Danny before them. So Danny gets a hold of her friend. They're talking. Her friend's like, look, if he can't handle you and your family, if he can't support you, you need to dump him. So then she gets a call and it turns out Danny's sister has killed herself and killed the parents in the me- in at the same time. She hooked up garden hoses to the back of the cars piped in the carbon monoxide into the parents' bedroom. And so at one point you can hear a call that's never going to be answered. And then she piped the other, there were two cars and she piped the other garden hose into a mask that she wore on her face. So when When she says, but when she says piped, like she has pipes from the garage all the way through the bedroom into the parents' bedroom while they're lying in their beds and then a pipe going into her own bedroom. So it's not like they're all sitting around the car. No. It's from the garage into their bedroom. The parents didn't even wake up. They had no idea. Yeah, they had none. And so uh, Danny finds out. And oh my God, this actress is so good. Because you could just feel the raw pain that came out of her whenever she learns it. And she is just like inconsolable. Christian comes over to help a little bit. And he tries to be as supportive as he can, but now he's like, I can't dump her because her parents right. just died. It, it, and it was that guy who was compl- he was ready to dump her five minutes ago. 
and now he's having a holder while she's crying. He played that. Like that's that's what that's the scene that played out. Yes. It and so weird. you could see his face where he was just like this is really super uncomfortable and I don't know what to do. But he's still trying to be there for her. So a little bit of time passes and he's like, you don't have to come to this party with me. And she's like, no, I'm ready. I'm ready. It's been a while. I'm ready to come out. I'm ready to come out. So they go to a party. Everybody's like, everybody's he did not want her to go. I'm no, no, you did not want her to go. No, because oh, no, you just go back to sleep. You're yeah. fine. I'm just going to go for a little while. Hi, Nancy. Oh, yeah, I was all uncomfortable. Yes, it was because she gets there. Of course, there's other chicks at the party and the guys are all going around. And they're like, oh, we gonna cut it up in Sweden. We gonna cut it up. We gonna cut it up. And she's like, oh, okay. Y'all going to Sweden. That's cool. And then she looks at Christian. And she's like, wait, are you going to Sweden? And he's like, oh, uh, I know I mentioned it. Knowing damn well he didn't mention that he was going to Sweden. He did not tell that girl. He said he always wanted to go. Is what he told her. That was the conversation. That was the extent of I mentioned it. Yeah. I've always wanted to go to Sweden. Yeah. But he didn't say, oh, he got a ticket. So they get back and they start arguing. And she's like, oh, oh, so you got you got tickets. Like y'all are going because always wanted to go and actually like getting on a full ass plane. are That's two different things. So he's like, yeah, yeah, I guess I'm a go. Uh, Okay. The next day or a couple of days later, he's chilling at his friend's house and he's like, yeah, I should have dumped her. I should have dumped her. Hey, she's on her way up. You guys, uh, by the way, I invited her to go to Sweden with us. Okay, bye. Yeah. He is just not handling anything well. He doesn't. He really, really doesn't. And so the guys are like, wait, 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 wait. Hold hold, 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 hold. When were you going to tell us that you invited her to go to Sweden? And he's like, oh, she kind of invited herself. Duh, 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 duh. But she didn't. She didn't. She was just like, if you want to go, then just go. And he was like, you don't have to be that way. And she's like, well, then I don't understand why you don't want me to. Like, it turned into he was a real dick. And then he flipped the conversation on her. And she ended up apologizing for being too harsh or being too brittle not being present and i'm like her whole fucking family just died like she is an orphan she doesn't have anybody she doesn't have any siblings like her whole family just died bro so they get in the in the room they get in i think this is pele's apartment and they're talking about the guys are going mark is going because mark's ready to get some swedish girls and he is swedish fish he is not nice about (laughs) women josh is going because he wants to finish his thesis his thesis is on midsummer celebrations in different cultures and so the plan is we're going to go to sweden afterwards we're going to go to england and observe their midsummer cultures that's the whole plan and then of course christian's just going he's tagging along christian is also a grad student but he doesn't have a thesis. He's just kind of wandering around. He doesn't know what he wants to do yet. I can't remember if it's right now when you see the bear with the crown, like when they're leaving Danny's apartment. But either way, Pele, the Swedish student, comes up to Danny. He's like, Danny, I'm really glad that you're going, especially after everything that happened. I'm like, I'm really glad that you're going. And this is like the first real, like he talks a little bit in the other scene, but this is the first real time he talks. And like when he looks at you, 
Like his eyes are just like mesmerizing. Comforting. Yeah, they're comforting. Yeah. yeah. He, she she was sucked in immediately. Yeah. Almost. Is he the bear? We're going to get to that. So he just super comforting. And so they finally, they, they get in. Uh, She starts crying. And when she goes in the bathroom, she cries. When she comes out, she's on the plane. Like that's the, that's the quick take. So we're getting to Sweden. We're in Sweden. We're driving in Sweden and they're all driving with Pele. He's got the car. I looked up several different things about Midsummer because I actually wanted to know a little bit about what Midsummer is. Is this a really big deal? And apparently it is. So I started at Wikipedia and then I went to a couple of different places. I ended up at the culture trip, a brief history of Sweden's Midsummer Festival, theculturetrip.com. Something Swedish uh, dot WordPress, um, Slate.com, Culture Swedish Tourism Board sets the record straight on Midsummer uh, by Rhodes Murphy. Hang on. There's one more article. There is a couple of different ones from LearnReligions.com. They have whole sections on celebrating Lita, which is also another name for a Midsummer celebration. That's more in the Wiccan tradition. And then the kitchen had a celebrate solstice like a Swede, a guide to Swedish midsummer. And is it a religious celebration? Well, so it was a uh, pre Christianity in the region. They were already celebrating midsummer. It was a time when usually, you know, you have maypoles out at the beginning of summer and you're doing all your summer stuff. When Sweden, it was still kind of cold. And so they started celebrating midsummer. And that's when it is the longest day of the year. There's daylight the whole time. It's really beautiful. There's flowers. There's greenery. You're picking flowers. Uh, things are harvesting. Things are coming alive. So in Sweden, don't be jelly. They get five weeks of paid leave. And so a lot of people take that leave. Huh? For what? For what? For vacation. They get five weeks of paid vacation. Yeah. Just for whatever? Yeah, for vacation. Wild. Yeah, I guess we should wait on him. I am jelly. Yeah, I know. And that I just kind of Googled about realscandinavia.com, Midsummer in Sweden, Origins and Traditions. So I just want to go into what the Swedish Midsummer is and then go into more, go back to the movie. So in the Swedish Midsummer, it sounds like the craziest fucking, like it sounds awesome. Everybody leaves the city. They go out in the country because it's a time to kind of get back to nature. And so some of the traditions, sorry, I'm trying to find my notes. Originally, it's around June 24th. And when Christian Christianity came in, uh, and this is for a lot of our holidays, they decided to make a religious holiday to get people to start celebrating the Christian holidays. So this holiday became the St. John the Baptist holiday. And it's about six months from when you celebrate Jesus's birthday. So then, you know, six months later, you have St. John the Baptist's day. And um, interesting. For a long time, it was you know, around June 24th, sometime between June 19th and June 25th. And then in the 50s, they actually said it's going to be on like this time. It's like this weekend on this date. And, and it is a holiday. Like people get that day off. In Finland, they kind of call this 
uh, Ukon Jula, uh, Uko, which is the Finnish god. It's Uko's like celebration. And then they also call it like, uh, Johannus, which is like the John the Baptist day. And, oh gosh, I do not want to butcher this name. So I apologize to anybody, any language that I'm butchering. Also in Finland, and I want to go to Finland because that's where this little blurb was. And this is from the Wikipedia. And it is such a good, like I didn't, I, I liked it and I took it out because in folk magic, Midsummer is a very potent night. And there are many small rituals, mostly between young maidens seeking suitors and fertility. Will-o'-wisps, which we've talked about when we talked about like fairy lights, were believed to appear at Midsummer Night, particularly to finders of a mythical fern in bloom. For this fern in bloom, maidens would use it in special charms and they would bend over a well naked, of course, in order to see their future husband's reflection. And then the tradition turned into an unmarried woman. Okay. So you look for the blossom. You you pull out several different flowers, seven flowers, and you put them under your pillow and you're supposed to dream about your husband. Well, the fern flower is also, it's supposed to grant you like magical powers. It's supposed to bring you luck, wealth, and the ability to understand animals. However, it's guarded by some evil spirits. But whoever will find it will get those riches, but you really have to find it. And they think that this may stem from like flowers like horsetail or Daphne, but Daphne on its own will cause like rashes and eczema. So you have to be careful. It is kind of poisonous. In Norway, they call it John, John John's wake, which is an important holiday in uh, the Roman Catholic calendar. There's a church, Roldal. Stav Church, which whose crucifix is said to have healing powers. And in Norway, they also do like fake weddings. Like they'll marry like two kids will marry or two adults will marry. It's like a fake wedding. And it's just to symbolize new life and stuff. It's nothing. It's nothing too serious. And in Sweden, which is where we are talking about, they have, of course, the maypole. You dress in yellows, oranges, fiery reds, lots of gold. And you see that a lot in this movie. Like everybody comes in and they have the traditional dress. It's really nice. This is supposed to be a um, festival to honor Freya, a Norse goddess of war, death, love, fertility, beauty, sex, and her twin brother, Friar, a, a god representing kinship, virility, sunshine, and phallic fertility. Also in the Midsummer tradition, you go out of town and you're drinking lots of aquavit, which you could get in a, in a nobe, like a shot. And then you're eating a lot of herring, whether it's uh, pickled or with dill, and then lots and lots of strawberries. That's kind of like the traditional pies, like a strawberry pie. I don't know if they make strawberry rhubarb there, but that's what, that's what I make. So it's a liquor. It's a type of liquor. The way that it is distilled, it kind of reminded me of like a gin or a whiskey. Um, Also, you could have vodka as well from the region and you could season it with like cardamom or uh, caraway seeds. Um, And this is newsweek.com. The what's the plot of Midsummer by Andrew Whalen. And he was the one that talked about 
how Swedes get five, uh, excuse me, 25 days, not five weeks, 25 days of legally mandated paid leave, quote unquote. And he quotes Sweden's official guide to midsummer, quote unquote, a holiday devoted to eating, drinking, dancing, and assorted pagan rituals. And it just sounds amazing. There's lots of barbecue also. If you're done with the aquavit, you can have beer, schnapps, which they call snaps. And there's like a guy there who, um, according to the kitchen article, uh, summer solstice, like a Swede, there's a person that's your snap supervisor and they give you songs. So y'all are drinking, you're singing lots of songs, you're eating lots of strawberry and it gets kind of crazy. And according to some newspapers, like uh Nords Nordstjernen, the most popular day of birth, like the most the date of birth of most Swedes was March twenty second, which is nine months after midsummer. For a very long time you had a whole bunch of people whose birthday was around March twenty second. And that's up until very recently. Now, a lot of people's birthdays are around like July 10th or their birthdays are around midsummer because they get those 25 days off paid. So now a lot of people are timing when they're actually having kids by when midsummer is coming so they can time their summer vacation to their maternity leave and they don't have to take off extra time. Are there are there any kind of rituals uh, based around the births that take place during midsummer? You know what? I didn't hear anything about the births, but something that some of the articles went into was just that because there's so much drinking and there's so many people just like hooking up with people that they maybe aren't supposed to. It's just that's one reason why it may be a very fertile time. And that has Ooh. to do also within the movie. So I just wanted to go into... um some of the things that kind of correspond. So this is what the guys are coming into. This is what they're expecting. And according to the Refinery29 article, um, there's lots of singing. There's lots of dancing, especially the song um, Sma Grod, Grod. Oh, gosh. I practiced before I did this. Sma Rodorna, which means little frogs. And so everybody's jumping around they're all jumping over each other there's also games that you play as well and it reminds me a little bit of oktoberfest how um when we go to worst fest there's some games there for the little kids there's a uh lots of beer there's lots of drinking there's lots of dancing lots of laughing lots of eating this reminds me of oktoberfest but in midsummer and it's just a good time everybody's having a good time so this is what the guys have looked up and this is what they're expecting to do. So Mark is there for all the drinking and all the debauchery. Josh is there to get his thesis done. Christian's just there tagging along and Pele wants to see his family. And Danny's like, you know what? I'll, I'll tag along too. I'm going to come out of this. It's going to be okay. So they get there and they start meeting up with uh, Pele's family and friends. You meet Ingmar. Ingmar has brought in two people. He's brought... Connie and Simon from England. And so Ingmar gets there and he's like, yeah, we're just about to trip on these mushrooms. Y'all want some? We also brewed some tea if you if the ladies don't want to eat the mushrooms. And so they all start taking the mushrooms and they start tripping balls. And of course, Danny's not in a state of mind to trip like that. And she sees her sister. And it's just not 
it's not a good trip. So eventually they all come out of it and they start actually going to the commune, uh, the Harga in Halsingland. Now there is actually a Halsingland, a Helsingland, I think it's Helsingland in Sweden. And they are known for these, their beautiful painted farmhouses and they're known for their artwork. And that is no different than what you see when you get to the Harga commune. So you get there and the whole inside of this whole big barn is painted and it has some wild scenes. And then you pass by different tapestries as you're walking to different buildings. So there are different tapestries that maybe the characters don't see because they're walking on the other side, but the camera definitely shows it. And it shows some, Monica, it shows some wild shit. It shows the bears like walking around and it shows like people uh uh bloody and shit like it shows cr- some crazy ass shit and all of it is going to happen so you the audience member knows these people need to turn back right now but they don't see yeah. it they don't know yet so everybody welcomes them in they have the opening ceremonies uh pele's sister i guess she's a sister she kind of takes everybody under their wing and then there's another sister there and see, all the young people are kind of raised together. And so there's another one there, Maya. Maya's like uh, 18 or 19. She just got her license to to have sex with people. Like you have to be approved by the elders to have sex with people. So Pele, I think it's at this point, Pele's like, hey, to Mark. And he's like, hey, oh, girl just got approved. And Mark's like, oh, I'm ready. Like, Mark is like, oh, I'm about to party, about to do this, about to party. Because that's what they're all thinking about. They're all thinking about Midsummer and the party to get there. They're not thinking it. And now you remember that. And you now remember that Pele is also the same guy who uh, is kind of slowly moving in on Christian's girlfriend. Kind of. You don't know. Like, at this point, when they I mean, first get there. But, but we, we already told her that that first conversation they had, he was very comforting and welcoming and saying, I'm very happy that you're coming. Like, so now he's telling the boyfriend, hey, would you want to hook up with my sister? Yeah. And, but and also um, Danny's off to the side and Pele's like, oh, what's wrong here? I got you something. Happy birthday. Pele remembered that when they got there, that it was her birthday. And her boyfriend did not. And so Pele's like, oh, happy birthday. Da, 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 da. And he goes over, he tells Christian, it's your girl's birthday. You forgot about her birthday. So Christian does like this half-assed thing and gives her something. And it's some bullshit. But Pele's the one that really remembered. So at this point in the movie, you're like, oh, Danny, hook up with Pele. Hook up with him. Nothing scary's really happened except that you keep seeing the sister's ghost. But that's mm-hmm. it right now. <clears throat> but you also and 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 you haven't really gotten into what is on the paintings. No, not yet. I don't know uh-uh. if you noticed, but at this point, I've already seen at least two flashes of paintings of a dark-haired man with like kind of this Pele same kind of a hairstyle with and then a blonde girl with like a flowery wreath on her head. Like, and see, she, I didn't. There's I, I did saw see that. Those yeah, and I kept thinking, wow, they they shared. There's a there's a pretty striking resemblance between these characters. I caught it while he's he's doing he's having these conversations. And also, I mean, 
the whole movie is told in all of these tapestries and all of these pictures. It's like you know exactly what's going to happen when it happens. So they're all sitting down to dinner the first time. Everybody's introducing. And they say, oh, hey, tomorrow, you guys, you're going to have, you're going to see an autosupa. And uh, Josh is kind of excited. He's like, oh, we're going to see an autosupa. Okay. And the other guys are like, what's that? And they're like, oh, you're going to see. You'll see. So you can tell that that one girl kind of likes Christian because she keeps looking at him like, oh, that's a piece of meat. I need that piece of meat right now. But nobody else seems to notice except for, I mean, it just seems like everybody seems super friendly. Nothing seems out of the ordinary other than we don't know anybody yet. Everything seems kind of just a little bit strange, but just unfamiliar. But were you not spooked out whenever the friend was like, oh, like he didn't tell them anything about he Christian was like, what is that? And the friend was like, he didn't even say anything. He just gave him this look like you were just going to have to figure it out on your own. I wasn't until later. I wasn't until later. I was spooked then. I was like, wait, is he? I wasn't. I wasn't because I would do that to you guys. I would be like, oh, y'all are in for a treat. You're going to love it. Don't worry about it. No, but, but but Christian really wanted to know, and that's what really freaked me out. I was like, "Why isn't he telling him?" Because then even Christian was like, "Oh, I hate it when people do this," and I would, I do too. Like, why keep something from? I don't. I mean, like, I, uh, I I'm okay with a surprise it. if it's going to be a good surprise. I didn't mind it. I, I was guess. just like, for me, I was like, "Oh, it's going to be great." It's gonna like I'm what? still assuming it's going to be great. Was it? So the next day, <clears throat> everybody gathers. Everybody's in their stuff. The old people are are being let. There's two old people, an old lady and an old man. They're being led away, and everybody's gathered under this huge, huge hill. And so I believe it's the woman that comes up first, and she comes up, and she's like the old woman. Yes, the old woman. She's about okay. seventy two. The old woman comes up, and she's like, "I give my life out of here. I give my life to y'all." And what you don't, what the people below don't see is that she cut her hand and she rubbed it on some runes. She rubbed the blood on some runes and she came out, she struck a pose like she dabbed and then she jumped and she fucking jumped and she fucking hit a rock and busted open. And everybody's like, and everybody's just watching and the camera fucking showed it. And so next an old guy gets up And that's when everybody, all the outsiders are like, no, don't you jump. Don't you do it. And Danny's just transfixed. Danny's like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Like, is this really happening? And uh, Connie and Simon are like, no, we're getting the hell out of here. And the old guy, he does his own thing. And he's like, and he jumps. But he does feet first. He was was feet first and she was head first. She was head first. He was feet first. His foot breaks. And he lands on the side of it. He starts yelling in pain. And all of the cult members around them start yelling back in him in pain. Like All of the what now? The cult members around him start yelling back in pain. So it's like, the cult? They're, 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 mimicking, they're mimicking his screams. Yes. Yeah, so he's like, ah! And they like, scream back at him. Yeah, and the same tone, like it's <laughs> when do we when do you find out that it's a cult? When the well, first lady it, dies? I think at this like, point you figure it out when like you dying? know now. Like you know now okay. that this shit is not this isn't real. Yeah. 
Can I do a quick rewind though? Yes. Okay. So were were you shocked that they that these two old people killed themselves? And I have a reason why I'm asking. Were you shocked that they did that? The thing At is that point. even though you see the tapestry, the thing is you you no, always see the tapestry. That's not why I'm asking. But that's not even why I'm asking. Why? I'm asking because at one point, when they first walk into the room where all the beds are are laid out in that one room. Yes. She, she asks, uh, Danny asks. Um, um, Pele. I can't remember. Pele, you know, like, what is this room? And he tells her. Up until you know, you're 36, up you until sleep you're, there? Up until, you're, up until you're 18, you sleep over here. And once you're like 18 to 36, you sleep in here. Once you're 36 to like 90 something, you sleep out there. And then she was like, 72 or 72. And she was like, well, what happens at 72? And he goes, you die. Or he said something. He said something. He's like, like, that's it. Like, that's that's it. it. Like, that's it. That's the end. And right then I go, I knew. Oh, so that's 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 when they you that's know, the cease it. to exist. That's the it. Like they're about they're gonna commit suicide. And like, I guess I didn't like, no. it didn't register with me that those people were that uh, old, but they uh, were. And so when you reach that age, like you you're supposed to throw yourself off of the the cliff. He he's not dead, and so several people come up. It's three people. It's a woman with a mallet, a man, and another younger person. And each person takes turns and bashes his head in. And they show you each time that person bashes his head in. At this point, Connie and Simon, who are the two British people, they are like, we're done and we're leaving. We're gone. Goodbye. And Ingmar, who's the person that brought them in, is trying to calm them down. Danny is like, we got to get out of here. We got to get out of here. We got to get out of here. And, uh, Josh is like, this is an incredible opportunity to watch this remote uh, civilization, like this remote settlement. And it's at this point that instead of leaving, Josh really wants to stay and learn more. And Christian's like, this place could be really interesting. And so Danny's just like, we got to get out of here. And so Danny starts to go and she starts to go back and she starts to pack. Simon and Connie are starting to pack already. And somehow they get separated and Simon. It made no sense. I, 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 did, I did not. I, I, I was so baffled. They were in such a hurry to get out of there. And then you were like the next scene. They're like, they're separated. I was like, oh, yes. my God. How did they get how? how did they get separated so quickly? That's what. Uh, so allegedly there's a truck and the truck can only fit two people, even though it has a back. So one guy took Simon to go to the train station and then he said he's going to come back and go get Connie. So Danny, in the meantime, she's packing. Pele comes in and he's like, Danny, I really don't want you to leave. Like, I'm really glad you're here. You know, when my parents died in the fire, this village really took me in and they really took care of me and they're going to do the same for you guys. I know this seems really shocking, but this is the way this is our culture. This is what's up. And she's like, Pele, I really like you, but this is crazy. And he's like, please, this community has goodness in it. That just didn't seem good. But those people died so other people could live. And she's like, I'm going to trust you because I like you. But this is whack. And so she stays. In the meantime, 
Josh, he's learning more about the culture. He's learning about the Oracle that's there. And that's when the guy is telling him about the civil, the, the community. This like the community likes to bring in fresh blood every once in a while. Um, otherwise you end up with people that are inbred. Sometimes they purposefully inbreed to create an Oracle. And the Oracle is the one that writes down all of the runes and writes the history and writes down what will happen. And so the Oracle is this person, he's kind of deformed and you never really hear him talk. He's just kind of there in the background in the sacred building. And so Josh is like, can I get some pictures of this? And they're like, no, you can't get any pictures. None of this information, like we can give you some information, but pictures can't leave. None of that kind of stuff can leave here. And Josh is like, okay, cool, cool, cool. So he's like, I might stay here. I think I'm going to stay here a little bit longer and do my thesis on these people. And so Christian comes up. Christian's like, okay, cool, cool, cool. I might do that too. And Josh is like, uh, no, Christian tells Danny first. And Danny's like, did you talk to Josh about this? Like, that seems a little dishonest. He's like, no, nah, Josh will be cool about it. We'll just present it to the elders. It'll be cool. And so during this time also, whoa, my Google just came on and said, look, looks like there's a problem. I was saying, what was that? It's like, there's no problem here. There is a problem. I don't want to hear this. Hey, Google, I'm talking about that movie, Midsummer. It's crazy. Sorry, I don't understand. It's okay. I'm going to explain it to you. So, <laughs> so um, before we move on, the, the Astupa is actually fictional. There are some traditions in Midsummer that say that people were sacrificed, but a lot of them are Germanic rather than Scandinavian. And they really do, they really base from this one historian's kind of tale of these people who, like, when people reach the end of their lives, they would just rather get rid of themselves than, you know, be very infirm. And so that's kind of where that legend comes from. And then from the oxygen.com, how real is the cult for midsummer sacrifice? There was a king in the 11th century. And at first, they had sacrificed oxen, and the crops were horrible. The next year, they sacrificed men. The crops were horrible. The, ne- they, the next year, they sacrificed more people. The crops were still horrible. And then the year after that, chiefs got together and said, look, the gods are going to want a big sacrifice. And they sacrificed this king, and then the crops were great once they sprinkled his blood among the crops. But there's really no real tradition of having someone be sacrificed for midsummer it's actually it's more of like a fertility right than it is like a death right so um okay that was it just on astupa atestupa uh there is a i believe atestupa is a pea soup with ham and it's enjoyed with pancakes but um it's not a uh I think that's Astupa, if I'm not, I'm probably mistaken, so I apologize. But that was in one of the articles. They asked the Swedish Tourism Board, what is Atastupa? And they're like, I don't know what that is, but I can tell you what this is. And it's a delicious soup that we put some ham in and we enjoy it with pancakes, usually on Thursdays. Boom. Okay, so back to the movie. Connie's had it. Connie's like, I don't know where Simon is. I'm leaving. Goodbye. And so she just walks in the woods. She's like, I'm done. I'm not waiting. Um... Josh is going around trying to learn about the runes 
that are in the sacred book and trying to learn more about the Oracle. Uh, Christian is copying him. Danny's kind of walking around and Mark, who is just crass and disgusting, he urinates on an ancestral tree. So the section where he urinates, it's so crazy because everything in this place is green. It's fertile. It's lush. It's gorgeous. And he picks the one place that looks dead and ashen. And he's like, I'm a pee on this place. And the thing is, like, they cart the bodies back from that, that hilltop. They cart the bodies back. They cremate them. And the guy has ashes. So it's like, why would you pee on this place that has ashes if you see that they're burning, that they're cremating people into ashes? So this guy comes over and just punches the shit. Huh? Monica, what an idiot. Oh, yeah, he is. So the guy comes over and punches the shit out of him and says, what the fuck are you doing? And he's like, I'm just peeing. And he's like, look, you're peeing on sacred ground, idiot. And he's like, oh, I didn't know. I didn't know. And he's like, the whole time, the whole rest of the time that he's there, he's like, I'm gonna fuck you up. Like his face just says, I'm gonna fuck you up real bad. (laughs) And so they're eating dinner and he looks over at that guy and that guy's like looking at him like this, like, like he looks at him and like the whole time I'm just like don't be alone why are you guys gonna be alone so while he's eating this guy comes this lady comes over and she's like I'm kind of feeling you Mark and so um oh shit this is like when your friend tells you a movie (laughs) and she misses out on stuff so the last few the last few nights Danny couldn't sleep so she would go over to Josh and ask him for a sleeping pill but the sleeping pill gives her crazy, mad, wicked dreams. So uh, Mark goes off with that lady because he's thinking, oh, I'm about to get some midsummer tale. Well, he leaves and they get ready for bed and they all sleep in this one huge barn because they are in that age group where you all sleep in the barn. And she goes over to Josh, gets a pill, puts her shoes down and goes to sleep. And in the meantime, something, somebody has placed something under Christian's pillow. And so Josh, being the eagle-eyed anthropologist, goes over and looks at it. And but, he's but like... They show us who it is. Yeah, it's the girl. It's it's Maya. It's the redhead. And so, yes. And so um, jo- uh, Josh is like, oh, she's trying to hook up. She's trying to get with you, bro. She's trying to get with you. And he's like, uh, Christian is like, uh, not interested. So later on that night danny's in bed she falls asleep she has a dream that the guys are all in the car and that they have left her and when she wakes up it's morning in the meantime josh has gotten out of bed and he's gone to go and take pictures of that book that they told him don't take pictures of and while he's in there taking pictures He turns around and he sees what he thinks is Mark coming towards him. But Mark is naked. And he's like, what are you doing naked? And at that moment, somebody brings out the mallet and crushes Josh's skull. And Josh falls to the ground dead. He's dead. Bye, Josh. And it turns out that someone is wearing Mark's skin a la Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The fuck? Like, they have skinned Mark alive and worn him like a bodysuit. So, now Connie and Simon are gone. Mark is gone. Josh is gone. You've got Christian, Danny, maybe Pele? Mm -hmm. So, the next day, the elders come up to 
Christian and Danny and they're like, hey, have you seen your friend Josh? We hadn't seen him. And guess what's missing? The fucking sacred book. Do you know where he is? And Christian like throws him under the bus straight up. Like, no, I don't know where he is. He's, we're, I mean, we're not really with him. He ain't nothing to us. Da, 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 da. And Danny just looks at him like, are you kidding? Look, Josh would never do this. He's probably in the woods somewhere. He probably got lost. He is a good guy. He wouldn't do this. We'll, we'll, I mean, he'll probably come back. So I did want to address that in some of my research, uh, a lot of these Scandinavian symbols have been co-opted by neo-Nazis. So I didn't get to do a lot of research on like runes. I just didn't even want to go there. I was like, you know what? You hit one website and you're just like, I'm done. So the neo-Nazis are taking the runes. Yes. Seriously? Yes. Also, I did want to point out that all of the non-white people in this movie do get killed. And while I was watching it, I thought the same. I was like, okay, is this some kind of culture commentary? What's going on with this? I don't want to get into too much of it because I think at this point, well, let me, okay, here's the website that I found first, truthdig.com uh, in Midsummer, Silent White Supremacy Shrieks Volumes by Noor Al-Sabai. And so if you want to hear some commentary or you want to look at some commentary about maybe the race relations in this movie, I think that's a good place to start. And then you can go from there. Um, the thing I thought of more in this movie was that these people know exactly what happened to Josh. There's absolutely no question about what happened to Josh. They killed him. They still have their book because he was looking at it there. Like there's no question. I feel like this was a test for Christian and Danny to see if they would be honest about Josh. And I feel like Christian failed it and that Danny was kind of like, Josh wouldn't do this. He's totally going to come back. But at the same time, she doesn't really worry about him. And I don't know if that's her or if that's some of the herbs they give her in a little bit because they're on, I mean, they're giving these people full on herbs. Um, oh, the last dinner beforehand. So there's, oh gosh, there's so much in this movie to unpack. There's a tapestry that we pass and it shows a woman giving a present to a guy, putting it under his, under his pillow. And Josh found that present. Then they show a woman cutting off something in her lower midsection around her pubic region, putting that into the pie. Then they show her peeing in a cup and giving that to the young man. Then they show the young man's eyes looking at her. And this is kind of, it all goes backwards. Like at first she has like a baby or that's the first panel. Then the second panel is the guy looking at her like, Ooh. And then the panel before that shows her peeing in a cup and him drinking it. And then it just goes backwards. And so at one point he is, everybody's getting lemonade And his lemonade is a little bit red. And he's eating a pie. And he eats the pie. And he's like, what is this? A pubic hair? And it's like a bright red hair in his pie. Monica. Monica. Spoiler alert. It was a pubic hair. Monica, it's pubic. It's a pubic hair. (laughs) You've had it, haven't you? Had what? You've had this movie. Like, you're done. You're done. No, you're done with this movie. Um, yeah, I, uh, 
Yeah. But like his lemonade, everybody else's lemonade is yellow and his looks red. Yeah, it took me a second to realize what was going on with that. I was like, why is he so different? Oh, no. I saw it and I was like, don't drink that. And he drinks it. He's like, what is this? <laughs> but but every- he kept drinking it. Yes. And the thing is, everybody at the fucking table knew what it was. That's the thing that makes it that blows my mind. Like, they know exactly where Josh is. He's dead. They killed him. They know exactly what he's eating. He's eating old girl's pubic hair. So now it's time to go to the next ceremony, right? With the girl? Yes, the May Queen. But so is this the point where they separate them? Or does he get taken away while she's doing the May Queen? He thing? gets separated right before. And that's when the lady says, hey, you you matched with this other girl, Maya. Maya wants to get it with you. Will you will you go ahead and get it with her? And he's like, this is weird. I'm out. And he goes back to the May Queen festivities. So while he's talking to the elders and the elders are asking him, hey, you want to hook up with this girl, Maya, because she's feeling you. Danny is helping the women prepare dinner. She's helping. And then they're like, hey, we're having a May Queen celebration. You need to do it. And she's like, oh, I don't know any of these songs. I don't know anything. And they're like, no, 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 no. Come in. You'll have fun. So this is another section where I was like, okay, is this real? Is this not real? So there is a legend that the devil came in and that it's the Halsing Hembon is the the name of the that dance. But at, oh gosh, this is a good website. I just have to find it. MamaLisa.com. In some articles written by Lisa, I have to find her name. I'm sorry. Lisa Yanucci. She writes about the Harga song. So the devil came down to Harga. He was looking for a soul to steal. And he was waiting. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> she has a poem on her website and it loosely translates. Uh, Where do you come from, fiddler? Tell us who has taught you this wild and crazy melody. If you don't stop now, our hearts will burst. Oh, God forbid he has a hoof. So it's the devil coming in. He starts playing this music. Everybody dances and you cannot stop until you die. That's the legend. And the legend is that on the mountain, they dance so long that only their bones were left. And that on certain nights on a full moon, you can still hear the music if you're brave enough to venture out. In this, in this movie, it's dance until you drop. And so once you drop, then you are, uh, you're out. And so everybody has a little bit of lemonade beforehand, a little bit of herb, a little bit of lemonade, and they start dancing. And another of Pele's sisters kind of helps Danny. And she's like, you're going to get it. You're going to get it. You're going to get it. And she's like, I don't even know what this person's saying. I don't understand the language. And she's like, what do you mean you don't understand the language? You're speaking it right now. And that's when she realizes that she can speak the language somehow. I don't know if it's because of those magic herbs or what, but it's it's getting real wild. So she's dancing and dancing and dancing and everybody's super happy. And lo and behold, guess who wins the competition? Danny. Danny becomes the May Queen of the Harga. And they all sit down to dinner. Everybody's having a good time. Meanwhile, Christian is like tripping balls. He's just like, somebody did something to me. I feel like I'm going to pass out. 
what is going on? And this old guy looks at him. No, um, they're like, Danny, you need to go bless the fields. And Danny's like, can Christian come with me? Because it looks like he's about to pass out. And they're like, no, Danny, you have to go with your court. You need to be separated so that we can fuck with this guy. And so Danny's like, okay. And so she gets in her, ch- <laughs> she gets in her chariot of flowers <clears throat> to go off and do her May Queen duties. And in the meantime, Christian's like, what in the fuck is going on? And this old guy, and I don't know if you've seen that trailer, but the old guy looks at him and goes, clap. And like smoke comes out and like Christian's just like down for the count. So, man, this is it. And this article, there's another article up here. If you guys want to take a look at it, it's it's by Melissa Leon from the Daily Beast. Midsummer inside the craziest movie sex scene of the year. So no, it, was it was like you could like the theater did a collective <gasps> when it happened. What about your theater? How was your theater? Oh, it was very quiet. But like, oh, oh man. So Christian's in there. He's like <laughs> standing in a robe. You could tell he's out of it, but he doesn't like his eyes. And I don't know. This actor is really good because his eyes they had dilated them to where they were like full on, but he's like looking back and forth. Like he is scared to death. And all of these women are standing in front of him and they are all naked. And Maya's in the middle. Maya comes out, she lays down and she opens her legs and she's like, give it to me. And so Christian comes down and he does. And so, and then all the ladies start singing like everybody's singing and so christian is just like doing his bit like they're having sex and he's just like like his eyes are just like i gotta get the fuck out of here like his eyes are like i got to get the fuck out of here and then like when he penetrates her she's like and she reaches up and one of the ladies comes down and starts rubbing her hair and starts singing to her and then starts looking at him, singing to him. And he's do you, like, do, do you understand ahead. how many women are probably standing around her at this point, Monica? No. There are probably twelve women yeah. that are yeah. like, like, the, like she's she's it's, spread out in it's front about a coven. of these women. He's a he's on top of her, and then like at her head are these twelve women that are just kind of surrounding her, and they're all and like they're all. And then one of the older ladies, because they're all ages, comes out like all like above age, like from 18 to like 60, because they can't be over 70. So one of the ladies comes and she starts pushing his butt into her. (laughs) So like he's like pumping and she's like pushing him. And then like everybody and then all the ladies come in and surround him and then they all start petting him and they're like, ah, 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 like they're all moaning in time. And some are still like, and so anyway, in the meantime, his his face is just like, I got to get the fuck out of here. And no, it's he's like, got to finish first. He's well, yes, finish. but his face, he is just like, you can tell he's not in control. Like, and I don't know how the actor did this because it's like, this is what you wanted. You wanted to be with other women. 
but this is not how you wanted it to be. And so this was that. I'm not going to say he wasn't. I'm not going to say he wasn't in control. He, he looks up and he's like, what the fuck? Like literally he has that look on his face, but he's still going at it. And then he's just kind of like accepting it. Like, it's not even like you're like, he's out of control. I saw this moment in his face of acceptance and he's like, okay, so this is how it's going to be until I finish. Like, I'm not, I know it, it, that's just the way I took it. Like, I guess maybe it's, that's, it could be out of his control, but that's not how I took it. I was like, oh, this guy's in it and he's going to finish it. Like he's in for the win. <laughs> well, and there's, and there's some, of the, some of the articles that I read and I'll put all of them up here so you can look through all of them. Um, they were talking about how the the director was like, usually it's women in these roles getting used. And so he wanted a man to kind of be right. in that role of being used. And for me, I when I looked oh, at and his, I got that part. Yeah. yeah. No, like, he's I, definitely I, I being used. Yeah. But there is a moment where he's part. just like, I can't get out of this. I can't control my body. Yep. I am yep. where I am right now. And I just okay. need to get out of this I later. So Danny comes back. And she's like, uh, all this music's coming from this place. I want to go this place. And they're like, no, Danny, you got to go here to get ready for the next part. And she's like, but I'm going to go over here. And they're like, no, Danny, no, stop. No. Like, they don't even really try that hard. And so she peeps in the key. <laughs> she peeps in the keyhole. And what does she see? Oh, boy, giving it to Maya with all these ladies around. And she just takes off and starts running. And she starts crying. And she runs into the barn and she starts like really just bawling and all the ladies surround her. And as she's like yelling at them, they're giving her that empathy. They're mirroring her feelings back to her. So when she's like, no, ah, they're like, ah, no, and they're like back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And it's like in that moment, you're like, Danny's in this cult. Like, Danny's in it. They have accepted Danny. They've accepted her, but I don't think that at this point that she has, she's not, she hasn't accepted her role in the cult. True. Not until the end. True, true. So, all of this is happening. Old boy runs out and Monica, this scene, I don't know if it was just me, but I swear this is the full frontal where he runs out of that place. He runs out of the temple. Yeah. I swear I saw blood on his dick. Like that they had put some sort of red. Oh, yeah. On there his was. dick. There, there was, he right? Red, he had red down there. Yes. Because I remember, yeah. But I didn't think, I I I just took it that she was a virgin. Or Yes, yes. Yeah. So and, it was like, yeah. it was like you can see, but he's running out naked. Yep. So, but you can absolutely see he is in trouble. Like he yeah. did this. And so while she, while also while he's doing the deed, she's like, I can feel it. I can feel the baby. And you can tell that she is just so excited. Cause she's like, I'm but pregnant. Again, like there, there are like six or seven, maybe even all of them. All I think 12. Yeah. Are, are moaning and excitement with her. Like while she's like, they they mimic, her tones yes and yeah just as like what like we were saying like even whenever um danny was upset because she realized that her boyfriend had been you know with that woman that girl uh 
when she was screaming and upset, they were mimicking her tones, like of the the, the scream, the crying that she. It was the creepiest thing ever. Yes, it was really creepy. Yes, so it's almost like if 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 you were with a toddler and a toddler is like crying and you don't know how else to like help them and finally you get so frustrated so you like scream with them it was like that yes i know i've done that with yes and they get so confused that they're like what the fuck are you doing it was exactly like right there are you are you mimicking me is that me okay on youtube because tangent there's a dad that when his kids cry he goes okay now your turn and the so they'll cry and he's like okay wait 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 you stop 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 my turn and he'll cry and then he's like, okay, your turn. And the, the, the kids will look up at him and they'll be like, uh, uh-uh. uh. And he's like, come on. Like, I'm crying. Like, look, I'm a cry. Eh. Okay. You cry. And the kids are like, uh, uh-uh. uh. And they won't cry. And that gets them to stop crying. Huh. So anyway, I've watched a few of his videos. He has like, uh, an, a six year old that was having a fit one time, a four year old, and then like a, like a, eight or nine month old like less than like one but um i just thought that was so hilarious every time he did it because one of them was like i want mommy right now and he was like okay okay wait my turn i want mommy okay now you now you go and she was just like it was good (laughs) okay so he runs out and he's like i gotta get the fuck out of here he runs into the shed into the shed no he runs by some flowers that are planted and he looks over and he sees Josh's leg and he's like, oh, fuck. So he keeps running. He runs into the shed and he's like, the fuck is going on? He turns around and he sees that Simon has been kind of ri- kind of dismembered. Like Simon has been turned into a blood eagle, which a blood eagle is traditionally it's like a sacrifice to Odin. And it's where in battle, like you cut the ribs of someone from the back up and then turn those ribs out so that the lungs come up. And it's like you're flaying somebody open like a like a bird, like you're giving them wings, like when they're when their ribs come up and out, it's like you give them wings. And so um, that tradition it's only um, mentioned twice in an ancient um, Norwegian saga. Uh, is it Norwegian or it's more of a history of the Earls of Orkney. It's recorded that the victor in one of those battles turned one of their, the losers into a blood eagle to sacrifice to Odin. At that point, Christian's totally freaked out. He knows that people are dying and this elder pops up and is like, puts more stuff in his face to paralyze him. And he falls down and he's like, I'm going to get you dressed and you're going to get ready for the closing ceremonies. Now we're at the closing ceremonies. Danny's the May Queen. Is this the part where she's all covered in, in green? Or is that later? Yes. So well, she's, I mean, she's covered in flowers. Yeah. So she's sitting down. She's like a mountain of green and i've never seen anything like it either and in in some scandinavian traditions they have these green men that will like go around and they're men that are covered in all of this greenery and flowers and stuff that will go around to different people during the the celebration but she's covered she's like in a little chair and she's like in a little mountain of greenery and 
they introduce that they need nine human sacrifices to give to their God. And they've already gotten Josh, Mark, Connie, and Simon. Um, next is going to be Ingmar, who brought in Connie and Simon. He felt like he failed, and so he volunteered. And then there's another guy along with him that volunteers. So one, two, three, four, five, six. The two old people are seven and eight. The two old people that died earlier. And now they need a ninth. And Danny as the May Queen will choose the ninth victim. So they do a little lottery and a number rolls down. And one of the elders steps forward. One of the people in the, in the cult. And they say, okay, Danny, you get to choose the ninth person. It's either going to be this cult member that all of us know and really like, and he's a super cool guy, or it's going to be your ex who kind of cheated on you and he isn't really that great anyway, and you should kind of pick him. So, but it's totally up to you. It's completely up to you as May Queen. It's completely up to you. But you should choose your ex. So Danny like looks and she's like, are you kidding me? And this, and the thing is that throughout this whole movie, just like you said in the beginning, Monica, you were like, this guy's a dick. And it looks like he gonna get everything he deserves. So you're thinking, she ain't gonna do that. She's not gonna do that to Christian. Cause come on, that's too far. That's too far, right? You go back to the kitchens, the bear, which when they came in, there was a bear in a, in a cage. And so every once in a while in the background, when you look, the bear's in the cage. Well, now Is the bear. Is it a live bear or in the pictures? It's a live bear. It's a lot. Okay. It's a living. But we can, but we can talk bear. about the picture after what you say, because they showed us a picture of what is about to happen. <laughs> they showed it at the very beginning. Sh- and tell I us, even said it at the. Tell us what I the even picture said it is. At the beginning. It's, it's a bear in a cage, right? And it's on fire. Yeah. The next time we see the bear, the bear is flayed open and he's being disemboweled. All of his entrails are being taken out. And the guy is coming in. He's showing the kids how to do it for later for the next festival. And Christian is just sitting there next to it. And he's, cause he's paralyzed. And they're like, okay, lift him up. And they lift Christian and put him in the bear. There's a little house at the edge that you kind of disregard through the whole movie. They're like, it's not important. You don't need to know what's in there. It's, it's nothing. They say, except that they say, don't go in there. No one is allowed to go in there. Yeah. So, so don't even, but they, but then they, then they sh- kind of shrug it off. Yeah. Like, don't even go in there. Don't even look. No one's allowed to go in there. There's nothing in there. It's like a garden shed. Don't even look in there. But I kept wanting to know what was in there. Did we tell you don't look in there? Cause don't look in there. Yeah. Well, they open it up and that's where they've been keeping people for a little bit just in different places around the compound. And so they load up everybody into the different mean? corners. Are, huh? Are they alive? No. Oh, the dead people. Josh, oh, dead people. Okay. Josh is dead. Mark is dead. Connie's okay, dead. Simon's dead. And then they put like the two representations of the old people in there because they're already dead. But the cult members are not dead, Monica. Ingmar and the other guy are not dead. But they go in there and they go sit. And then they bring in the bear. The bear, okay, so the bear in Scandinavian traditions, it's it's a little bit weird. This one kind of threw me off because some of the things that I read said that the bear was very wise. In a lot of the Scandinavian traditions, you see that the bear is actually, um, it represents wisdom. And when there's a female bear, that's kind of the female counterpart to that wisdom. But in this 
in this village does not relate. No, the bear is evil. It represents all the evil things inside of people. And then that's why they've got to get rid of the bear so that they can get this out of the village and then have another year of prosperity. So Christian is sewn up inside the bear. He is still paralyzed, but he can see everything that's going on. He can blink his eyes and they close him up inside. And the two guys from the village are talking to each other. And they're like, hey, do you want this pace? It's supposed to curb your suffering. And so the other guy's like, yeah, sure, I'd like it. And so they don't offer Christian any, like, fuck that guy. And so they close it up and they light it on fire. And it's burning. The house is burning. And you can see the two guys on the inside. They look at each other and they're like, oh, this isn't this isn't too bad. And then one of them just starts screaming. And so the whole cult is standing outside of the place, just screaming and screaming and screaming. And then everybody, like the people outside, inside of the house start screaming. The people outside the house start screaming. Some people fall down, start rolling around because the people on the inside, there are three people still living. Christian's still awake and he's still alive. And they are just screaming and screaming and screaming. And the movie ends in the craziest way. It's the best way. Danny is screaming and it goes close up on her face and she's screaming and she's like, ah, and then she's like, ah, and then that's it. She smiles. Yeah, she smiles. Yeah. And it's over. She smiles and you can tell that she's accepted her place. While you dwell on that, can I just, can I tell you that one of the most frightening parts for me was that point whenever um, Christian is being lit up and all those, you know, those two men are in there and they're being lit up and how you know from the beginning that these people know that they're they have an end date which is in their 70s yeah they've accepted they've accepted that suicide is a part of of this life that they that they're going to live and knowing that those two old people at the beginning of the movie how they you know they were they were ready they they jumped off that mountain and even when that guy was in pain at the end like i not even that bothered me this guy that that was sitting in that fire though he went from being completely like gung ho like this is my destiny i'm i'm doing this you know this is you know this is my choice and then as soon as the the fire hit him and the pain set in you could see that fear and it was like that's not what he planned. Like he no. didn't plan that. Like that was no. that was frightening because at that point he realized. I, I feel like he realized what the what the hell am I doing? Like what 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 did I do this for? Like I felt like I saw a lot of regret in that in that pain that he showed, and it was so weird. It was very eerie to me. I don't know if that makes sense. Maybe I just want. No, I I think <laughs> no. If that's how you if that's how you felt, that's that's how I felt. It was. Like, like again, like he was so sure that this is what he had to do until the flames hit him and yeah. he looked so scared and so much in pain, and it was yes crazy. because they volunteered. Ingmar right. and the other guy volunteered, and but I think that if they had a quick death, that would you know you wouldn't have seen. And that. I think they thought it would be, and, and it, it wasn't. wasn't. And then they regretted their their. It I, absolutely. I felt like they regretted it. It absolutely wasn't. But um, the thing with this cult is also that when you die, they give your name to the next generation. So like one of the older late, like the older lady that died, if Maya has a girl, that baby will have that older lady's name or the older gentleman's name. And so all of those names kind of pass down, but they have to get new. And the thing is, this movie tells you exactly what's going to happen. 
you know through the tapestries also when the elder is explaining to josh like occasionally we have to have new blood come in like you know exactly what's gonna happen there's no i mean it's surprising when it does like that ending yeah because i'm rooted because the thing was i was rooting for it the whole time i was like danny get it get him danny get him and then when she had the chance to i was like no don't do that danny don't do that don't Ooh, she did yeah. it and i and yeah. i walked out like okay so when i walked out of the theater this other couple she was like the lady was like okay you picked this movie he's like uh-uh don't put this on me you picked this movie like you picked it because it was so shocking and a little disgusting that nobody wanted to claim it i still hadn't decided like i hadn't decided if i liked it or not i was supposed I to go it. i was supposed to go out with my family and i was like i gotta stay home so i stayed home and watched the golden girls for the rest of the day because i was like i need a palate cleanser like this was some real tough shit it was you know, tough. um another thing i took with me was that um you know the the, the movie the start of 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 Danny's story, you know, on, on top of her being so insecure was that she lost her family to suicide. And then she is now a part of a suicide cult, a suicide cult. Like in the end, she's, she's going to commit suicide. And that, that blows my mind. But the thing is, I mean, she may not even live that long. Oh, I think that that was the whole movie was symbolism. Like, (laughs) Like she's that, that's that's her destiny. She's gonna, you know. That's but it. that's her new family too. And also, I don't know if you knew if you caught this when Pele had told her earlier. You know, when my family died, like when my parents died in the fire, everybody took care of me. I think his yeah. parents got sacrificed. Okay, I could not. I couldn't figure that out. Like I think they got I sacrificed. Where he came from, but that makes sense now that you said that. Because he's he but said. They, <laughs> like that, they probably died in one of those, like yes. in that same temp- yeah, in that same fire that they when they light up that temple or whatever. Because he, because all those people that raised him, they aren't actually his family, but they stepped in to take care of him when he needed it. And it's like if this person's raised as your sister, you don't want to have sex with her and have kids with her if she's your sister. You want somebody else. You want to bring in somebody else. You want to bring in Danny. That's who you want. And that's why I feel like Pele was like, I want Danny. And at one point when she becomes the May Queen, he kisses her and it is very familiar. So, and then another thing that I thought was weird, and, and, and this isn't it, and um, I, I mean, I don't believe this, but, you know, there there weren't a lot of, of uh, they didn't show a lot of people who were who drew. They showed two characters who drew. One of them was the... the uh, Pele, the friend. Them? But the other person, the Oracle, the, the Oracle, the Oracle, they had the Oracle and then Pele. So they were the they were the only two people who who drew. And then they said how how I guess the Oracle. I don't know. I, I part of me wondered if if Pele and the if Oracle Pele were... was well, if Pele was um, a product of of incest, if he was actually an Oracle himself. Well, but... I think the the Oracle is the incest. But right. it's the That's same why people. I, if, if he I, was. I think it's the same people that are in the cult are related to like they're all related to the oracle in some way. Yeah, it's just okay. that the oracle is by incest. So I think that maybe his dad or his mom, somebody in the cult, had the oracle, and maybe Pele is the oracle's brother or half brother. I guess. All right. Well, I wasn't. I going, think he's I, related. I, I I just wondered if he was also an oracle of some sort. 
I don't know. Or maybe the I felt like he I felt like he laid a lot of pieces into you know, into that, that whole puzzle, into that whole scheme of, you know, what they were aiming for. Anyway. I think so too, because I think uh, you know, you have to also choose somebody that's going to be available in the cult. And it made me wonder, okay, did Ingmar bring in Connie and Simon thinking that they were gonna be a part of the cult? And they just ended up not being a part of the cult or did he bring them in solely to be sacrifices? And this was one thing with Josh also. It seemed like they were like, you're not going to leave because he was supposed to go to England next. And they knew that he was supposed to go. So I felt like, did they want to welcome him into the cult? Because they were telling him we need fresh DNA. But whenever he went in and took pictures, they were like, no, you can't. Uh, -uh. You got to you got to prove yourself worthy. I just wonder what what oh my gosh I already forgot his name again. Which one, uh, Christian? Nope. Mark, Josh, nope. Pele. Nope. Pele. I just wonder what why Pele thought that these people would be valuable to the cult. Did he intend for one of them to impregnate his sister? Did he intend for them to be sacrifices? Did he intend like what? I wonder yeah. what his intentions were. I agree. Did he know? Did he know that that jo- I mean that Christian's girlfriend was so weak that eventually she would get dragged over to Sweden with them? Like there were just a lot of things that I, I don't know. It just seemed like he wanted Danny to be invited anyway. Like he right. wanted Danny to come. That's one thing I couldn't figure out is if, but that's that's what I I was thinking. Like, did he bring them over to be a part of the cult because you knew that you needed fresh blood, you needed fresh DNA? Or did he bring them over to be sacrificed? Like Mark could very well have gotten, could have hooked up with that one lady, impregnated her and then been killed. And so they've gotten his DNA. And that's something one of the other articles mentioned that, oh, he did. And it had never occurred to me before. I thought he was killed before. Like that girl was just a lure. But they could very well have used his DNA. So, I mean, I don't know. And then Connie and Simon, it was like they're already in love together. There's no way they're going to have sex with other people. So I feel like Ingmar brought them in to set them up. But Christian and Danny, I guess because he knew that Christian and Danny's relationship was already shit anyway. So, okay. I know we're, I mean, we, we've been talking about this for almost two hours. So you like this movie or not? Like, how do you I feel ended up, I did like it. I, I did like it. I have to put this up there. Like, this is one of my favorite movies. Like, of, of horror movies, I would say. Um... I, I don't know. I, it left. I I can't stop thinking about it. And I saw it on I Monday, like, today's Thursday. Hmm. I like this movie more than Heredity. But A24 also produced this movie. And they also produced The Witch. And I love The Witch. The Witch. Oh. The Witch. They like didn't I, do Mother, did they? Did they no. Uh-uh. I don't think so. They did Moonlight. Oh, Mother was crazy. Monica. Do you want some butter? <laughs> How did you like The Witch? I liked it. I was surprised. But this Even movie... Even though someone ruined the most important part of the movie. Uh... It was Tim. It was Tim. Live deliciously, Tim. So, Midsummer last year was on June 22nd. Well, Midsummer this year was June 22nd. Next year in 2020, it's going to be June 20th. So, a lot of things happen on Midsummer Eve. June 19th so if you're planning to go to Sweden you should probably get there June 17th maybe early June 18th to get some sleep that way you can be up all night for June 19th and get ready for the festivities on June 20th 
because also you want to roll in the morning dew on the 19th going into the 20th because that dew, because it's Midsummer Eve, it has a lot of magical properties. It'll get you pregnant. I mean, it might. Honestly, this movie was all about babies, like all about pregnancy and the lengths that people will go to. And I'm like, y'all don't have to go that far to get pregnant. Well, all right. Do we have anything else to discuss about this movie? Um, I did want to say that because the guy's name was Christian, I thought that the Christian being put into yeah. a p- pagan bear was a an allegory of how Christianity has every time you, it meets a new civilization, it adds on like it puts it on so that you can celebrate Christian holidays, but really they have pagan um, roots. So that's a just, good. I'm glad you said that because. Um, his name being christian was definitely on purpose there was they definitely chose that name on purpose like but i had I, ne- I did not give myself enough time to wrap my head around it but there there was definitely some symbolism in just that character being named christian yeah i'm gonna say but i do think maybe like I'm what are there game. seven there are I'm seven deadly person. sins yeah. so i thought that maybe each person would represent a sin like um what are the seven deadly sins let me look those up Let's try. Gluttony. Lust, greed, Glut. envy, Glut. sloth. How many is that? Oh, Lust, wait. envy, gluttony, greed, sloth, anger, and there's one more. Doc. What? <laughs> like sleepy bashful doc. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Hold on, let me write him down. Wait, 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 don't tell me. Bum 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 bum. Pride. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It's, pr- it's pride. <laughs> sorry. You guys, JJ um, was. Right. I, uh, oh no, now I'm prideful. Ooh. I can I just say that I hated it all. I hated it all. Not Hearing even about the Not even a part where Danny was no. like, fuck you, Christian. Light him no. up. Light him no. up. I'm the May Queen. I didn't like any of it. I like, love I feel like the way that you feel about reincarnation is like you're doing it over and over again and it seems pointless. This to me is like if I'm only gonna live until I'm seventy two why what well the because they don't point? they don't want you to have to go through like being infirm being old and like having yeah, to have people take care, care of you. yourself and no. yeah um no. i think you would like the, the 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 rich the thing that what is it called the dance at the end what did they call it that danny entered the the like that yeah it was that a good part. scene that part was a really nice scene, and they're just dancing to music, and then everyone either bumps into each other and they fall out of the out of the game, and they just have to keep on dancing. Let me find on. it. Shit, let me find it. Sorry. I thought you said it earlier. I you did. did say it. I did say it earlier because I have it in here somewhere. Okay, the Sma Gradorna is the leapfrog one. But this is the Hal the Halsing Hambon. The Helsing Hambon. Wow. And that's the was- one where he comes in where the devil comes in and he's like, You're gonna dance until you drop. Yeah. It was a good scene. But wow. Well, thank you for letting us tell you about this movie that you didn't want to hear about, Monica. And to any of the Oh. Oh no, I was gonna say and thank you to any of the listeners who didn't want to hear about it, but listen to it anyway. <laughs> I did a displacement activity while you guys were talking. Oh, You're supposed thanks. to be listening. I listened, but I was only listening with half my mind. 
I was drawing in my journal. I mean, in my planner. That was Flat one of the first Earth Earthly. rules? That's weird. Excuse you! <laughs> Flat Earth rules. Stop! I can't believe he did that. Like, we put, like, I put at least two, three weeks into this. And two I hours was on air. Super, super uncomfortable. I have told you multiple times that I hate movies like this. I was super, super uncomfortable hearing about death like that, and you know that. Well, I appreciate you waiting to, be- to tell Monica about this movie until after I had seen it because super. Good. I'm trying to be okay. I was listening. Well. You know exactly how I feel about it. You know that this is... I did not want to talk about this movie. But as long as you heard about the part where their heads hit the rocks and it smashed. Let the bodies hit the the floor. Let the bodies hit the floor. It was like that. (laughs) Look, look. Everybody dies so that you may live. Put some meat in here. Say this word. Say these words. Bless these fields. The May Queen has a lot to do. She's got a lot to do. That's what I was trying to get you to say. May Queen. The May Queen dance. The May Queen. Thank you. And then you said something else. Oh, because that was the actual name of the dance. Yeah, that's not It's the dance to, to become the May Queen. That's what I wanted to hear. All right. Well, should we tell our people where we can find us? Everywhere. Where, where can find us? You can they find can... us in Harga in Sweden. <laughs> Midsummer. No. Uh, okay, Monica, would you go to Midsummer celebrations? The real ones, not the ones in Harga. Maybe. Well, there is like a like a like a this place exists, but they don't do this kind of thing. If they did, would they tell anybody? No, they because put this, it on the internet. This movie took place off like a, like a beaten path. Like I believe those places exist. Maybe. I mean, it was kind of the thing. Okay, so this was actually filmed in Hungary, not in Sweden, but it was it, it was still exactly what I picture Sweden to look like. It like it was still very beautiful and bright. So well, I don't. Know. All I know is my skin is too dark to make the end of that movie. <laughs> Mine too, but I tell you what, I'm I just sure will, I sure will eat some I'm pickled herring, saying. and I sure will drink some drink. I'll drink some Aquavit with a little bit of menstruation. Nobody's uh uh-uh, uh don't try to get me pregnant. No thank you. We are one and done. Tim, what well, about you? You better watch yourself. Uh, Tim, do not drink the pink the lemonade, Tim. Oh my god. Don't drink it. That what sucks did, because pink lemonade's my favorite. Oh, what did you have at pinballs the other day? Oh the pink lemonade. <laughs> okay, Tim came to pinballs with us the other day, like he suggested it, so we came. And then uh, my kid won one of those little electric buzzer things. And so she was offering everybody a piece of gum. That thing hurt. And then she offered the waitress one. And the waitress is like, uh, okay. And <laughs> she got shocked. But she knew it was coming. But it was very nice. So if you guys are in South Austin, Buda area, the pinball's there. It's exceptionally. It's pinball's exceptional. kingdom. It's awesome. It's fun. <sighs> All right. Well, thank you to Forrest Wilson for our beautiful music gallows. Uh, make sure you guys look for us on Stitcher, on iTunes, on Google Play. Tell your friends to like us and subscribe to us and to leave us fun reviews that are all but nothing less than five stars. Tell <laughs> us can, how you really feel. You can do like three stars. That's fine. No, four. Four is the four. least. Four is good. Four is good. Thank you. What about you, Monica? Uh, where do you, Where can people me. find us? 
uh, on social media, we are on Twitter at Spooky Chat Pod, and on Instagram, Spooky underscore Chat underscore Podcast, and on Facebook, Spooky Chat Podcast. And you can email us, Spooky Chat Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. And we'll hope to have the YouTube up soon. The first couple episodes, we aren't like you aren't going to see our faces because they've already been filmed. They've already been out for a year. And we just need to put like a background to it. So what? You may never see one of our faces. Maybe we should do this the whole time and talk to each other. (laughs) But like keep our hands in front of our eyes like this. I'm going to wear a mask. This. Oh, could we? We should wear masks. I have one. Wait, I wait. I have one down here somewhere. It's a masquerade mask. They need to make masquerade masks for people with glasses. I have a, ba- a plastic bag next to me. I can put that over my head. Um, don't put Tim, bags oh over my your- god. Don't put don't put bags over your Do eyes. What are you doing? Put bags on your head. My bad. How- I want one. <laughs> that I'll just cover my face like this. Cover my bags. Cover up my my grocery bags under my eyes. Wow. All right. All right. Oh, in well, this, take us fun. out, Monica. Stay safe, spooky babies. Now make sure your microphone, it has to be in your face. It's in my face. In your mouth. No, we're not. It has to be. It's not in my mouth. That's the rules of podcast. (laughs) Are you in or out? (laughs) I'm out. Okay, Monica, take us out. Stay safe, spooky baby. No, don't take me out. Tim. (laughs) That's what happens when Tim is drunk. I'm not, like, drunk, but I had a couple of cocktails tonight. Thank you, spooky babies. Uh, hello. Oh, wait, can we do an intro for the, for the YouTube? I'm Tim. Oh. Uh, I'm Monica. Hi, I'm Jennifer, (laughs) and you're listening to the- you're listening to the Spooky Chat podcast on YouTube. We're we can just do it again. A what? We can do more than one take. No, we're doing. We're gonna put this one up. No, because I don't want to do it again. Our only take. Come on. Take. No. We didn't Stay even get to warm safe, up. Spooky babies. I'm just. You know kidding. what? No. You know what? Now I really do have to do another take. Okay. Okay. No, that was for YouTube. That was no. for YouTube. We're doing. This the... is for our YouTube audience. We're doing the intro. Okay. <laughs> Hello. I'm, Tim. <laughs> I'm Jennifer. I'm done. Okay. I'm Monica. Hi. And this is the Spooky Chat podcast on YouTube. We have a full YouTube show that's available. No, shit. We have a full podcast that's available on Stitcher, Spotify. Sorry, guys. It's okay. Everyone's eating. <laughs> but I turned my mic off. no just it's fine leave it on i'm just gonna take it off i'm just gonna take this out it's not a problem hang on yeah apologize apologize i apologize